Yeah. <laughs> no, what is with that cough? COVID. <clears throat> That's not a nice sounding cough. I've got COVID. You tell me that after I drive out to your house. After we just made out. <laughs> after we just had the pre-makeout session that we always do before the podcast. Um, are we doing... Wait, we can't start yet. We don't know what movies we're doing. Or can we just... Let's go with it. Let's go with it. All right. Yeah, enough. we'll be fine. Um, that's too good a start to not... You know, it felt like such a natural start to the show. It did. Uh, I don't know what to say now. We went into... We went into hot... <laughs> Um, I'm Mark from MK Ultra Film. How's it going? My name is Killian from MK Ultra Film. The K from MK Ultra Film. Uh, how's it going? Um, MK. I, the name MK Ultra Film. I was telling people in work about the podcast earlier, mm. and it is quite a confusing name. Like, yeah. if you say it, if people are like, "Oh, you do a podcast. What's it called?" And you say MK Ultra Film, they always go, "What?" Like, yeah. Um, well, people think I'm saying uh, MK. Mm, okay. Okay. Kind of okay. Ultra Film. I uh, yeah. I also was telling telling people in work just just this evening that I do a podcast with Killian Sunderman and they were like, "Does it get loads of listeners?" And I was like, "No." And they were like, "Why not?" <laughs> so answer me that. This what, what do you want me to do about it? This M- does get listeners. Anytime we put it out, it gets listeners. How many? I don't want to. I don't want to give those kind of details. That's like, like you have to sign an NDA before I give you that kind of information. Killi- Killian, well, we're talking it- hundreds, okay? Hundreds of people listen. Killian doesn't tell me the numbers. He just him and his agent control all the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's Mark, right. you'll do whatever the fuck we ask you to do. Yeah, Mark, don't you ask about the numbers? That's not your concern. You you stay in your little cage. Yeah. You come out once every two weeks or whenever we need you. You do a few little reviews, make a few jokes, and you go back in your little box, piggy. Yeah, that's what I do. I am. I'm the funnier of the two. A lot of people say. Yeah, Anna said that to me the other day. She says it's funny that you're the comedian, but Mark's the funny one for the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Nice, Anna. I like that. That's good. I like to hear that. It's just, I mean, I guess like in this scenario, I am the film expert. So I have, you I like, the film I have expert. I'm the film expert. And I'd say maybe you see this as an opportunity to switch off the funny. No, I mean, I, I no, I try, I feel you like I try pretty really, hard on really this. tone down the funny. <laughs> no, I'm trying pretty hard. Every, every time I try to be very funny, it's just, yeah. you know, what can you do? I mean, we're talking about serious issues here. You know, serious issues like the first film that we will be reviewing, which is... The Norseman. The Norseman. A big film that came out over the course of the last while. Mark went to see it. When did you see it? I saw it on... Oh, do you remember you asked me what it is the weekend? Yeah. And I said I can't remember. Yeah. It was that. I went to see The Norseman with my father mm. in Dundrum Town Centre. I feel like, wait, we're rushing into it too much. I'd like to figure out what the films we're going to do is first. Okay. Norseman first. Yeah. And then... Let's run through it on the show. Northman first, then The Lost City, then um, yeah. you did an old... I, heat. Heat, Yeah. We do heat, and then of course we're going to be doing Twelve Angry Men. Oh yeah, could yeah. I briefly talk about this film Red Rocket I saw as well? Oh okay? yeah, of course. We we also want to talk about Red Rocket, great film from uh, what's his name again? Sean Baker. Sean Baker, who's been making some great, interesting stuff. So we'll put we'll put uh, Red Rocket in before Twelve Angry Men, and Twelve Angry Men will be our classics corner. We won't. I like the classics corner. Okay, but uh, to start off the show, um, we'd like to talk about uh, very hotly talked about film The Northman. Hmm. All right, I just watched Northman, uh, the new film from you know you know which one it is, um, and it was very very okay. Like I wasn't bored at any point. It wasn't uh, bad. 
at all. You know, I liked it, but I also was at no point was I kind of like like those action films. You kind of, especially ones about vengeance and stuff. You're kind of ex- expecting to be going like, yeah, you know. There's times you really want to be like, yeah, um, and I kind of wasn't like the whole time. I was just like, okay, here we go, um, which was yeah, weird. It kind of ended, and I was just like. Huh. You know, you kind of want to either love these things or, or hate them, especially these big, big films. Well, I do. Uh, and it was just like, right, that was good. I'll probably never watch it again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess not all films have to be absolutely amazing, but I think maybe this thing was hyped up so much that I was just like, this is going to be class. And uh, it wasn't. Um it's very masculine film um, and there's a lot, lot of shouting. I don't think you'll ever see a film with more shouting in it. Um, that's not necessarily bad. It's just like lads going berserker mode. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Not, not a lot to say about it, really. Yeah. The Northman, more like the boardman, because yeah. you sounded bored. I wasn't bored. It was weird. Like I haven't seen a film in that long, that like or in so long that it was just f- fine. I I don't know. Like the the trailer looked so kind of epic. I think a lot of the stuff in the trailer happens in maybe the first ten minutes, mm. and not that the rest of it isn't action packed. Like it is. Like a mm. lot of stuff happens, but I don't know if I don't know what it was about it, but like there's scenes where you see people like literally getting de- decapitated and stuff and seeing yeah. really gory stuff and you just are like whatever I don't know it doesn't I don't, maybe ah. it's just because there's so much kind of shouting and it's such like high mm. energy the whole time that when stuff does happen you're just kind of like ah whatever you know and um, yeah even like your man's like vengeance like the whole thing is kind of like a vengeance thing. That's from the trailer. You mm-hmm, see, like mm-hmm. his dad gets killed. In the trailer. Like, yeah. Um. I just wasn't re- like you don't really see his relationship with his dad that much. Like it's only a, a little bit at the start. You that you see his dad like give him a hug. Yeah. So I guess like you you know, you you automatically assume that the father son relationship is very strong. But in this case, I don't know. This is fucking like Viking times. I don't know what the father son relationship was like then. Yeah. Everything else is fucking weird. So the <laughs> fact that he's going around, yeah, on this in- lifelong vengeance plan to avenge his dad, I was kind of like, Ugh, I don't. You know. don't really care because you haven't got the connection with the dad. I heard that. Um, I this is a movie that's right down my street. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh my god, can't wait to watch this fucking film. It's like yeah. got swords and shit and Vikings and history. I love that stuff. That's like I love that kind of shit yeah um but my friends went to see it and just came back with such like mellow reviews yeah very disappointed mellow reviews and they were saying it was kind of like you're going in there expecting something akin to kind of like braveheart or gladiator yeah or exactly like kind of epic uh because why else would they spend all this money setting up you know viking creating the world of vikings and then just kind of do some sort of uh, kind of small little plot but apparently they did do it mm. was a kind of like kind of very small little plot yeah and I think I think the the director is speaking a lot about how like he was really meticulous about making it as authentic as possible and like really showing what Viking life would have been like and it's like I mean great congrats but like mm. the film's not that like maybe if you didn't do that the film might be a bit better you know <laughs> like yeah well you know Mel Gibson uh, famously had a film called Berserker that he was going to make for years. And, it's true. Um, sorry, yeah, this is true. Mm. And, 
and he was going to make it uh, and uh, and like he obviously is someone who is very loosely married to historical fact when he's making films mm. um, but you know his films I mean in my opinion tend to be really good yeah um, so uh, like I would have loved to have seen his Berserker film obviously he's a persona non grata but um yeah he makes good movies yeah on on <laughs> that note actually racist person as well that that's yeah well on that the this film is getting i think mainly in the states i feel like stuff like this only really happens in the u.s but yeah it's getting some negative press because apparently like right wingers and like alt-right oh, like shit. extreme right wingers and alt-right are like love it and they're saying it's like a portrayal of white culture and it's okay. uh, it, yeah it's getting a lot of that kind of stuff there's oh, been art- like loads of articles about it and people saying like oh it's i don't know well so what is are they doing a whole kind of like viking like like the cowboy like the ideal man is some sort of six foot you know built viking lad i think so because like all the guys in it are super super masculine they all have like six backs are they are they good people are they are they are they flawed or are they you know are they happy or is there you know I mean, I think there's something you'd look at that and go, "Oh, I'd love to be that person." Or would you go, me, "That man's messed up"? Certainly not. Like, yeah. I would have no aspirations to live in that time whatsoever. <laughs> um, but I think, I think maybe, I don't know, because they, they they do that is a thing. Apparently, I don't mm. I don't really know. I don't I don't really associate yeah. in these uh, circles. I used to, I when I was younger, I used to always want to live in like medieval times because I love swords and shit like I, that. I thought you were going to say oh. like I used to hang out with a lot of extreme right wingers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know you don't know my background yeah um but yeah I, but then i would always think of one thing like um like just going to the toilet yeah then, that was bad and then I would be like, or having a shower or like, just I, being sick like being sick or cutting your leg and then, or, or even like um yeah like <laughs> like the food would just be fucking rotten yeah yeah the food well i don't know i'm going to bamberg soon and yeah Apparently, uh, Bamberg is a town in Germany that has like I think the surrounding area has like two hundred breweries or something in it. Mm-hmm. But it's really traditional, and some of the breweries are like four or five hundred years old. And uh, you, you, are they a thousand years old? Because that's maybe even a thousand two hundred years old. That's when the Vikings were around. Is it? Yeah. Oh god, I don't know. When I don't know anything. Doesn't matter. They basically said you yeah. can get medieval food because you said medieval times. Oh, I knew yeah, the Vikings. Yeah. Were no, that. well, yeah, even medieval food, I imagine, is just like it's a few ta- taters. Yeah, it's like a lot of like pig, pig well, in a spit. Very, like, like what I just told Mark what I had because I had a pretty disappointing dinner, and it was just potatoes and peas and carrots. Like, why was that your dinner? <laughs> because there was nothing else in the house. I'm living at my parents' house at the moment. You're a grown man. Like, go to I the know, shop. I'm busy. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm buying. I'm buying stuff. It gets eaten up. I leave the house. I come home. It's gone. Your parents eat. It. Gobble up your stuff. I'm just saying, they eat it. Hungry parents. Yeah. Look, this isn't about that, but I just want to say that, like, mom, dad, like, I buy the things. Maybe leave a couple of things for me. Eating your fucking cocoa pops and stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't. No, I don't eat cocoa pops. Uh, I know you're a cereal head, but I'm not. Mm, I am. A cereal What's head. your breakfast? Do you, do you still eat Captain Crunch? I don't fucking eat. I did that was once in New York. <laughs> I was eating Captain Crunch. <laughs> I do like Captain Crunch. If it was available, I'd eat it. No, my breakfast now is just an apple and a banana and two cups of coffee. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's actually not good. It makes me feel really bad. But, uh, <laughs> I do it every day because I'm too lazy to do anything else. Um, <laughs> it gets to like half eleven, and I'm in a complete daze. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, back to Norseman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It's just weird. I, it really made me be like, what does it take? to make a film 
like Gladiator, which I watched mm. recently for the first time. Yeah. And you see fucking Maximus or whatever, and he's fighting and he's kind of, is he on a vengeance thing? Yeah, he's on a vengeance thing. Very big, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. You, you, and you're like, fucking yeah. Maximus, yes, let's yeah. go. And then the guy in this movie, I just wasn't. And I can't think of any... It's because t- they did it really well with him because uh, you you see the act of betrayal and it's built up and it only happens maybe a half an hour in, mm. maybe even longer, but uh, like maybe after an hour, the act of like betrayal with the, the thing that he's avenging himself for, mm. there's a big build up to it. So you care about like his wife and his kid and stuff like that. And then you, and then you see his big plot. It's also seven hours long. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I also wonder maybe if it's like, like the first kind of scenes of Northmen are like the King and queen and they're living in their big swanky castle and all. Mm. And then like the King gets killed and then the fucking, prince is like all sad and stuff it's kind of like you're a fucking rich king so i don't give a fuck about you guys I don't care about you yeah yeah like you like maximus had a bit of he wasn't like he was well no, regarded he was, just, but he was a soldier of rome he lived in a in a what's he said it is, a sim, it is a simple place that's really whereas these guys didn't live in a simple place they lived in a in a complex quite literally complex with the viking it was a fancy they were fancy vikings the king and queen were fancy, yeah. What's the king and queen of a Viking? I still feel yeah, like it would just be a wet kind of. I know. House. It, watching it also made me be like, I don't. Vikings aren't what I thought they were. Like they had cities and shit. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, they yeah. lived in castles and yeah. stuff. Um, they weren't like just. Per- I kind of thought they were just permanently on boats. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, to go back to like the morals, even the hero does some really heinous stuff. Okay. Like he commits some bad things which i think maybe it's so it's so classic like that right wing thing where they're like these are our heroes and they're just like monsters you know it's like a fucking monster who's like murdering people and doing this yeah fucked up i think it's all rooted in like the idea of like oh people these days aren't max max maximus they're not maximus enough they're not masculine enough and these men are like like uh, i was listening to another another podcast and they apparently some guys in the states went to watch this film and they brought raw beef into the cinema with them and were eating it in the cinema it's like oh lads it's funny because the guys on this other podcast said like vikings definitely didn't eat raw beef like they weren't <laughs> <laughs> it's highly unlikely they ever ate that. they probably would have learned the philosophia off the irish and they maybe been, yeah something like that with their beef but yeah like how would you feel like would you i'd be keen for you to see it because i am i am gonna watch it because i I have, I like, I'm pretty bad for anything that's set in like a, a time that isn't now. I will quite happily just sit and watch it because if it's done well, which I, I think that it is done well in this, mm. uh, like their their representation of the past, I, I will, I, I'll just watch it because I like that stuff. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. I have a feeling I won't like it. Yeah, like um, yeah. Just for the record, I'm scared of being disappointed. It's definitely not bad at all by any means. It's good. It's a good movie, and I liked it. Okay. Um, but I'd say it's a good. It's a seven out of ten that's i mean everything you were saying before that seems to make sense to me and then you kind of contradicted there where you said you started just we were talking about the film for ages and then you just start going it's a good film it's a good film and it's a seven out of ten sounds like it sounds like a 5.5 a 6.5 at best maybe i'm just not used to rating anything that's not very good or very bad yeah (laughs) so to put something in the middle i'm not really sure how to do it but okay let's say six and a half let's give it the meh let's have a new meh rating yeah just meh it's meh but go see it if you if you want. Go see it if you want. Okay, so eh, that's yeah. that's what we'll say. Okay, uh, the next film that we're going to talk about is a film that I went to see, 
called wait you're looking at me in an no angry I'm way. ready I'm ready I am looking at you in an angry way because I can't believe you went to see this film it looks like complete dog shit yeah yeah well I I actually I actually so why I went to see this film I listened to an interview with Sandra Bullock and Daniel Radcliffe on um, on the Kermode and Mayo podcast I don't know it's like some small podcast you guys yeah. probably haven't heard um, but, um, but anyway I listened to them talk about it and I was they really got me with their marketing. Sandra did. Sandra really, she's a producer on this one and she really got me. Sandra is also German. She has German heritage. Ach so. So I have a bit of, uh, you know, affinity to her. And then I like Daniel Radcliffe. I think he's just a really fun guy. I thought this was Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's in it as well, but he mm. wasn't doing the press tour uh, in the UK. Anyway, they, they were just, they completely, I fell for it hook, line and sinker from the way they were talking about it. They were like, it's like the mummy. Uh, you know films like that that came out a long time ago and obviously the nostalgic kid in me was like oh I love The Mummy or you know uh, fucking Indiana Jones I'm like oh I love that film so I dragged Anna in on a kind of hungover day really didn't want to do anything wanted to sit back and watch something stupid and um, you did it for the pod and then this is what I thought did yeah it for the pod. I did it for the pod and also for my own enjoyment hey so just finished watching The Lost City uh, which stars Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Brad Pitt and a few other uh, people who are all very funny. Uh, the film is about um, this writer who writes these kind of trashy romance kind of uh, novels, maybe romance bordering on kind of kinky novels. Uh, and Channing Tatum is the cover model for them. And basically, she is, um, uh, you know, she's disillusioned with her, the books that she's writing. She's very sad and stuff. And um, and he kind of fancies her. In steps Daniel Radcliffe, a, uh, you know, son of a billionaire media mogul who wants to try and find this lost city uh, and get this uh, treasure crown or something like that. And... Um, and then they go off on this big adventure. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really good fun. Um, I mean, there was a lot of things you kind of have to forgive with the film. It's very cheesy. Um, but I mean, I think like the central metaphor is like that the books that she writes are cheesy, but that doesn't mean that they're bad, you know? And if you just think of like the the joy that uh, the people this is what they say in the film the joy that these books give people uh you know it's not to be dismissed so i thought it was really entertaining it was very funny quite dark humor uh like a lot of jokes about people like dying and stuff a lot of punchlines were people literally dying which i thought was the you know bit risque but uh overall like you know good action um the comedy in it was probably the best uh aspect of it uh, it was you spent most of your time laughing and then you know the kind of boring lovey-dovey bit scenes i think they pulled them off by using humor as a crutch and um yeah overall i really enjoyed it uh it might not be one that you think you'll like but don't judge a book by its cover as the film says huh little little message there for all of us i think mm. <laughs> i i won't be watching this <laughs> why not I challenge yourself I challenge myself in enough ways. No, I don't, I don't think you do, you know, um, Mr. Like, you know, obviously you challenge yourself by uh, trying to give yourself IBS every morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I went into that film kind of expecting it to be one thing and it was kind of, it was kind of another, but it was... Uh, what, what did you expect it to be and what was it? I thought it would be more of a kid's film. And, um, and then there was... 
but it was rather a ad- lot of adult. It was. It wasn't that it was like it wasn't like sexually adult. It was just like like a lot of their punchlines was like, you know, the henchmen would die and they would make like very like funny jokes about it, going like, you know, like killing someone. They they be I don't know. They make very funny j- jokes about, and you'd see Brad Pitt's head. Well, I don't know, but anyway, the, a lot of the jokes were very gory uh, in a way that I didn't expect. And mm. um, like I think I I think that people would. It hasn't had a huge, uh, great reaction, but I think you'd be pleasantly surprised going to this film. Did, I think you got to leave your snobbery at the door. Oh. Um, if you're no, like, well, yeah, you, yeah. Oh, I think so. I think, I think, turn off your critical part of your brain that makes you think you won't like this film, yeah. and uh, and kind of go along for the ride. And I did, and uh, it wasn't like looking back on it, I sound a lot more positive. Like this isn't a great film, but it's an enjoyable film. Mm. Um, and I go and watch it. Did they not just make this film, but starring Emily Blunt and The Rock, like a year, a couple of years ago? Uh, oh, that one with uh, the no, 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 no. That was the same it, thing, no. No, that's a kids' film. It was essentially the same thing. Though. No, 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 no. This, uh, this is totally different. This is a completely. Di- this is a whole new idea. Uh, <laughs> how 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 would it differ from the likes of King Kong? Oh, it's completely different. Yeah, it's set, there, it's set in the present day. Uh, it's 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 mainly a comedy. Does it have um, big? Uh, is there any like monsters or no? Forest? No, it's no. There's no monsters. Uh, it's it's more uh, Indiana Jones in that it's kind of booby trap esque. There's booby traps. Uh, are there? But it's mainly just like Daniel Radcliffe is a rich lunatic mm. chasing them through a jungle, and uh, they fancy each other and they're trying to learn how to get on. Daniel and no, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. Mm. And uh, and look, ladies and gentlemen, you get to see Channing Tatum's butt. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's cock. Worth the, <laughs> the price of the cinema ticket alone. Uh, Sandra Bullock gets to see Channing Tatum's cock. No. Yeah, she gets lucky film, her. Get to see her see his. How does, how does she react to that? She does a really good job. She she, she does this bit. She does, it's a really good bit. She goes, so she she has to take leeches off his body, okay, and then she she needs to check if they're on the front, and then she looks at it and she goes. Oh, there it is. You know, you, you, you know, you think it's there and then you see it and, you, and it's there. And, you know, look at that. There it is. Oh, it's one of those kind of jokes, <laughs> is it? Well, I, I think, I think that's kind of, I think there's people at the home cackling to themselves after hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Do you think Channing Tatum's ever been in a film that's good? Uh, what, uh, what was that uh, Stephen Soderbergh one he was in? Mag- Magic Mike? He was good in that, no? Is that where he plays like a stripper? Yeah. I didn't like that film. People like. I didn't see it either. It was it was it was rated quite highly. Um, he's very likable in this. He's a very likable character. I just don't really like the look of him. That's yeah. You're allowed to say that, right? Yeah, you can say that. What? You just don't like him because of the way he looks. No, I'd say the same about Benedict Cumberbatch or Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah. I don't like how Eddie Redmayne looks. I like how Benedict Cumberbatch looks. No, I I especially don't like how he looks. I find him really like. Repulsive. <laughs> no, not repulsive. Just like, not. Uh, I just don't like seeing his face. He's got an untrustworthy face. He does. He I looks like. That. But I, I think it's a good face. It looks for me. It's a good face for um, things set in the past. If I you think were, he has a face from the 18th century. If you were in a, he maybe even go further back. If you were in a, if you were in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and he was your, if you saw him in the kitchen cooking, what would you think? Oh fucking hell. 
Well, if you're know, a, sour, I'd say the food has gone off. I actually think maybe if I was if I went to the doctor, not in Ireland, but maybe in a, in a different country, and I saw Benedict Cumberbatch as my doctor, I'd think, hmm, <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. You, oh, you think he... Well, not him, but someone who looked exactly like him. You think that he gets the appearance of someone who would be a good doctor? <laughs> I think he just looks like a, like a studious man. An authority, man. a person of authority. A person who knows things. Yeah, and then in the same way, um, Channing Tatum kind of seems like someone who's not that smart and he plays someone who's a bit of a dope in this film who's trying his best mm. and uh, some of the I'm an idiot kind of like Joey Tribbiani moments in it are a little bit heavy handed they're not that funny uh, but overall again I thought it, I was laughing a lot uh, Listen, and it was too if it's on if it's Christmas day in 2025 I'll and I'm in you know my grandparents house that's exactly when to watch it I'll watch it I'll stick it on okay um, yeah. on the topic of Joey Tribbiani mm-hmm. where's where's that name from that's Italy. Italy. And you know who else from Italy? Who? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. And Al Pacino. Al Pacino. For, appeared for the first time ever on screen at the same time in the film. Heat. Which I'm about to review now. But I would say they, I wouldn't say they're from Italy. They're of Italian descent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Heat. So I just Let's watched go. Heat starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um came out in like the 90s or something it's the first time Pacino and De Niro met each other or were on camera for the same at the same time um I went into this film being like this is a guaranteed winner you know two two big dogs I read the synopsis I was like yes uh our friend Rob said it's deadly and I was like sweet I saw the 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 duration two hours 50 minutes and i was like oh but you know i was like fuck it's gonna be good watched it opening scene i was like yes here we go this is what i want and then the whole time i was going yes and then after a while i was going "Mm." and then after a while i was going oh oh you know it's one of those oh oh, man you know you only have to kind of admit to yourself you're like ah i think this film might be Think this film might be a bit shit. Um, despite despite the odds, against all odds, I thought it was shit. Um, I hate to say it. I think I think maybe like the whole film just rests on the fact that it's Pacino and Denaro in on screen at once, and there's just not a lot to it otherwise. I thought the sound mixing was some of the worst. Like the sound mixing was so bad it actually affected my ability to watch it. I had to keep turning the volume up and down because the talking bits were so quiet and the gun bits were so fucking loud. People made some really, really poor decisions in it that I was just like, what? Like why would they do that? Um Emer said uh, that the representation of women was very bad in it, but in contrast to that, I would say the representation of men was very good. So that's definitely a plus. Um, <laughs> no, it's just so silly. Like the the way relationships happen in it. So if I know it's the nineties and it's cheesy and all, but I was just like, ah, and like it was just so long, and it felt like there's so many scenes that were just unnecessary, and I didn't just a lot of like weird, stupid shit happened where I was like, oh, what? I don't know. It just felt like it could have been way shorter. I didn't really care about the story. The characters didn't really make sense. It was kind of like if you just got a fucking, like a, a teenager to write like a Martin Scorsese film. That's what it was. It was a Martin Scorsese film written by a teenager. It, like it just wasn't good. Al Pacino is very funny, um, always. But 
yeah, heat, you know. I certainly wasn't hot. I actually fucking was hot by the end because Emer's house is always so hot. Um, but the heat was by no means caused by the film. It was just caused by the the heat, the radiator. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good... Uh, well, you don't like heat then? No. I like heat, physical heat, but I don't... Denaro's goatee? That's the one he has goatee. Denaro's right? goatee is good. Denaro's looking very good. Yeah. He's very tanned. More tanned than I've ever seen him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm always glad when... Obviously, there's a bad representation of women, but when, luckily, there's a really good representation of men, that cancels out the bad The men came across very well. Yeah, very so that cancels out all the bad Very smart of the women. and strong. Yeah. Um, and oh, thank God for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, it just, like, okay, is Al Pacino considered a good actor? He'd be, probably be considered one of the, one of the greats, yeah. But, like, he, so, like, did he maybe, like, get work like i don't know if his acting is he's just so nuts like in some of the scenes yeah but that's i mean i guess like at, at a certain stage he just started being pacino you know and yeah he just started doing the whole like uh you know whoa, but he does have some movies but he is no i mean he obviously is he's, he's a very good actor he is like at times i was watching this and, and like i i was nearly like a bit not embarrassed but mm. i was like holy fuck like he's yeah. going for it here he is I mean it's famously an out there film I, ha- I, mean, I haven't seen this film I went I saw this film in Amsterdam with when I was visiting my friend Zach and I had a very bad uh, fever mm. From I went out and I, I I don't know I came home after the night out and I had a fever for about five days and uh, and I wa- I feel like I watched that film in the middle of a fever so you were hot already I was already hot and that, that film I think I kind of enjoyed it Mm, um, maybe in like a kind of a weird fever state fever dream yeah it, it's uh yeah i don't know it was just needlessly long and i don't know meandering and it's frustrating because that's the kind this i would have said like out of all the films that we review on mk ultra film the kind of on brand thing that we generally like is sort of 80s 90s action films yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sort of what we we our go-to kind of easy movie to watch yeah, uh, but then I watched what was it recently? I watched uh, Predator. I watched Predator yeah. recently. Hated it. You watched Heat. Hated it. What's going on? Well, I think the fact that you hated Predator is insane. You, what? Why? Because it's one of the best <laughs> movies. I just didn't like the invisible thing. I was shit. I thought it was shit. That's so dumb. I do yeah. remember you telling me that you thought the representation of women in Predator wasn't very good as well. well how, how is the representation of men? It's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. So that does cancel it out. That's yeah. all right. But it wasn't the representation of women. It was the female character was really bad. Like the character was just doesn't. We're not talking about Predator, but anyway, I thought that character could have done more. Yeah. Um, but like, obviously, yeah. If it was like, it was the representation of genders, if leveled out, was good. You know. In um, I actually I, yeah <laughs> the uh, I think. Um, on the note of what I was saying, that what I was kind of joking about there was, like, the relationships that form in the film are so nineties and stupid. Like, mm. he, like Robert Denaro forms a relationship with this, this. It's got to be eighties. I'm, 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 I'm finding out. I think it's nineties, but he forms a relationship with this girl based on. I don't really know. Like, he basically just kind of scares her, into being his girlfriend. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it was he so, scares a girl into being a girl. He's just kind of really weird to her, and then she's like, mm. "It's very fucked up." No, it's it's weird. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating this. I can't remember. But I definitely remember being like... It, like, they only seem to know each other for two days and he mm. manages to convince her to move to a different country with him and stuff. And I'm like, why is this happening? This is so dumb. Yeah. He's also like 40 years older than her as well. And yeah. it's like... I don't really understand this. But... Uh, he, would we say Heat is a classic of the era? Or would you say it's, it's at that level? A classic? I think a lot of people consider it a classic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... Like... I remember Zach showed me Heat and he's like, you haven't seen Heat, you've got to watch it. Mm. It's at that level, right? For sure. Is it uh, unanimously loved? Or? I think it's loved by many. Yeah. Um, the one thing, it really is like watching, it's kind of like watching someone play Grand Theft Auto. And I thought that <laughs> while I was watching it and I was like, this is so Grand Theft Auto-y. And then I read the Wikipedia page afterwards, which I always do. Mm. And it said apparently it was, it was cited as a big inspo for Grand Theft Auto 3. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of just like that. It's just lads running around in LA kind of shooting. There's a lot of shooting and it's so loud. The set, man, it's so weird. I don't know. I think maybe the version of it that on Netflix is like mm. broken or something. Oh, why? Because. Or maybe your TV. When you were saying that about the audio, I say it was probably your TV. But I watched it on the swankiest TV ever. Emer's brother has oh, this gigantic TV. TV. But yeah. it, it's the speakers. Are the speakers good? Mm, I don't know. It's just a built-in I had a, I had a TV, and this could be advice for people at home. I had a TV, and uh, it's a Philips one. And it may, it's really bad at background noise and stuff. It Somehow, like, if someone's, like, drinking a cup of coffee and they're talking at the same time, the clinking of the glass is at the same audio level as like the voice and it's very very uh, hard to listen to yeah th- th- it must have been something like that because in all yeah. the action scenes in this it was so weird the music would cut down to be barely audible but you could hear like yeah and, like footsteps and then going <laughs> and like <laughs> and then that but it just sounded so it just sounded like you're listening to like a soundboard and mm. the music would be completely cut out that I happens don't know. yeah anyone else who watches heat keep it listen to the sound and let us know what you well, think so, so our advice for uh watching heat is uh, make sure you have quite a strong fever yeah or in amsterdam and uh and also watch the audio uh, yeah our advice watching heat step one just don't watch it at all no do watch it <laughs> do watch it i mean i mean yeah watch it but watch it's, it. it's let's, not let's look it's at the imdb 8.3 rotten tomatoes 88 percent metacritic what no one knows 76 percent that's pretty stellar actually yeah, because it, it's a. It, I mean, why do you think people are watching it? Twenty. Why are you watching it twenty eight years after it's been made? That's fair. Which actually doesn't even doesn't even sound that long. I'm surprised. I would I would have thought it was older than that. But anyway, Heat. No, it's it's nineties as hell. It was made a year after Pulp Fiction. That's a bit mad, isn't it? Pulp Fiction does seem older. Yeah. Did Pulp Fiction only came out in nineteen ninety four. It was ninety four. Yeah, same year as Shawshank, I think. Shawshank. Um. Okay, so that was uh, a film that Mark saw and I saw eight years ago in the depths of a fever uh, on the subject of heat uh, something that generates a lot of heat is the film Red Rocket <laughs> uh, Red Rocket a film that'll take you to the moon and back is Red Rocket and uh, no it's not that kind of rocket folks it's the sexual kind um, <laughs> anyway look I don't know where I'm going this is meandering we both saw the film Red Rocket uh, we won't play both our reviews. Let's just play yours. Wait, did we did we do separate reviews? Uh, I don't know. We watched it at the same time. No, we didn't. Did we not? No, we didn't watch this together. I thought we both watched this at the same time in the cinema. No, no. No, <laughs> no I saw this uh, in the van with Anna in Spain. What? Oh, I went to see it with Dara. Yeah, 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 Dara. Um, That's funny. I created a false memory of us recording the r- review. Really? That's weird. That's... 
Yeah, well, look, maybe if you play the phone magically, I will appear in the voice. <laughs> play yours. I don't, I don't have one. I don't think I sent a voice review for it. For fuck's sake. So we're going to have to go with, with the banger phone. Uh, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't slag my phone. Sorry. <laughs> Mark's phone. Mark is an interesting phone. It's like a builder's phone. It's, it's a caterpillar phone. It's very robust. Listen. Jesus, man. So but he just smacked his phone off the table and it's in absolutely fine condition. It's, well, it won't actually. <laughs> it looks like a type... You can actually build a house out of these phones. It, they're so... Uh, it's, it's very robust. That would be economical. Um, <laughs> all right. So I just watched a film called Red Rocket, directed by Sean Baker, who made The Florida Project, which is a film I like very much, and Tangerine, which is a film I also like, but not, not quite as much. But... Uh, and yeah it was really good it was a film i totally would have just let slip by i think um but then i just well i guess i didn't it's kind of stupid it's like a film i, I, I wasn't going to see and then i saw but uh you know just one of those ones the, the actor in it i don't know his name but he's one of those ones where if you see he's the lead in a film you just go ah, i don't know if i'll watch that you know he just has one of those one of those careers where you're just like ah like i don't even like he's so recognizable and i don't think i could name anything else he's in I feel like he's in loads of like dumb comedy films. Anyway, it was a film about yeah, he kind of shows up to his ex-wife's house in, in Texas. It's a real interesting part of Texas I'd never seen. And a lot of the film was like really nice shots of just these weird scenes and landscapes in Texas. And it, it, it like Florida Project and kind of like Tangerine, it really like the kind of area they were in is almost like a character in the film as well. Like colorful, weird buildings, lots of oil refineries and shit and like all the buildings are like really spaced very far apart and stuff and big wide roads um he shows up there he's a he's an ex-adult film star his ex-wife wants something to do with him he convinces her to let him stay he stays there and then he's kind of like doing odds and odd jobs to get by and then he spots this uh young lady which he takes a fancy into she's only 17 and she works in a donut shop and then uh he kind of starts like getting quite interested in her and starts trying to form a relationship with her. It's really sick. Like when he's doing like when he first is like chatting her up, cause he's like, I don't know, 40, 50 or I don't know what fucking age he is, but uh, it's just like him grooming her and then potentially like showing her some of his adult film ways. And it's funny, like it's a good film. It's funny. It's like it, a lot of the characters are very, you know, extreme. It took me a while to get used to it. Uh, like even just him, like for the first 10 minutes, I was kind of like, ah, everyone in the film is really like, ah, in your face, but it's good. It's colorful, ener energetic, like some gross parts, some funny parts. I was laughing. I was crying. I wasn't crying. I was laughing and I was going, hmm. Um, yeah, worth the watch. Check it out. Like, I think it was the film from him that I found least interesting, but I also liked it a lot um, for him being Sean Baker. But yeah, worth, worth checking out. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I loved it too. Um, I think Sean Baker is such an exciting director. Everything he does just is like it's so kind of interesting, unique, special. Mm. Uh, this film as well, uh, like uh, you know, he edits his movies as well. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, he 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 says he can't. He has to edit them himself. He says he wish he couldn't. He didn't have to because mm. it's I'd like such an extra time. amount of work. But he edits them himself and. Um, and I thought the way he did this film where, uh, you know, Simon Rex is the name of the guy. He he has. It's so funny when you see him first on screen because you're like, oh, I know that guy. He's yeah, such exactly. An I know that guy face. He's in the scary movies. 
and he's in um what i like about you and he's in like just little comedy films kind of bit part side characters for ages yeah and then uh, sean baker kind of said this guy deserves a shot at a at a big one at a big role because he's a good actor and um Anyway, he does such a good job creating this character who, from the get-go, the film at the start, it's just chaotic. You know, it's all these people shouting at each other and there's people who are addicted to drugs and there's, you know, like a sex addict kind of guy or, you know, he and he's trying to help them. And he's charming and he's, um, mm. and he's like, you know, at the start, you're kind of like, oh, I like this guy. He's trying to turn his life around and he's kind of funny and he's charismatic. Um, and then you, and then you, you know, you see this kind of, really really seedy side to him that yeah. is just and you realize the manipulation that he does to them within the film he kind of does to you as yeah the audience as well of. because you're kind of like t- taken in by his character yeah and it's just so well done it's really well made it, yeah um, it's good like I've, it's interesting because his character like the way he behaves doesn't really change mm. over the course of the movie but then at the start you're like ah oh, this guy's kind of funny yeah actually at the very start i don't know about you but i was like whoa i don't know if i can take long of watching this guy yeah, but then definitely. you kind of you kind of uh, get used to it but mm. uh yeah his character doesn't change but then by the end you're like oh he's a sicko i hate him yeah 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 yeah. he's so manipulative what, what's the name of his like he has this neighbor who i think kind of thinks he's really cool because he used to be in adult films yeah and he i can't remember he has such a funny name his name's like not it's not like it's not like Lee. I'm on the Google now. It's not like Leroy or something. It's a funny name. Lonnie. Lon- Lonnie, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like he's just really manipulative to this neighbor and yeah. just like like likes hangs around with him because he likes telling these long yeah, stories. Yeah, I mean every it, it's very it becomes very clear. Uh, like this guy at the very start of the film is like you know <laughs> he's run away. It's Texas City, which is like an interesting place because I've never really heard of that place before. But it just seems somewhere that's been economically ravaged. There's actually the backstory of trump 2020 is kind of going on and it is kind of a story a bit about that mm. or like the, you know we you know that whole idea of the undesirables like the kind of people who hillary clinton called them undesirables the kind of people who would vote for trump yeah these are the people who would vote for trump and then you look at their lives and it's kind of like you're kind of like understanding how fucking like shit it is like, yeah they're, there's like nothing there yeah and they don't have like jobs there's no industry and they're kind of just like you can see how some guy coming along saying i'm gonna fix everything uh, and like fuck you to the system could kind of get these people going a bit absolutely yeah. um so i thought it was interesting it's kind of the first one of the films we've seen that's kind of talking about that uh but yeah i, I don't know i just it was like yeah that place the place itself is almost a character and it's such a fucking shithole yeah it's such a weird place like <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like o- loads of oil rigs and it's a weird thing because like oil is obviously very money associated mm. but then the actual place where they're drilling the oil is completely fucked like, yeah which i guess is often the place with like like yeah you know high value commodities like they're yeah. the, the, the money doesn't stay where they come from no. unfortunately unfortunately yeah. but um come here I, I have to ask you so there's a lot of i think there's a lot of kind of issues spoken about like the trump thing but then i think a big one is kind of it's just like about perverts like We're grooming grooming yeah. yeah yeah grooming and i one thing i thought i looked up because the the girl in the film does look very young mm. to the extent where like when there's like sex scenes and stuff i was like jesus yeah. like because she looks very young she's mm-hmm. i looked it up she's like 24 i think okay but uh still i was like fuck like this is a bit sick like I don't mm. like. I know they're making a comment on yeah. it, but in doing it, they're also kind of doing it. Well, I thought I thought that it wasn't um, 
I didn't think it was gratuitous. I think that it wasn't. I think that the character Strawberry has a lot of. Um, she is. She is. She has a lot of like. I don't know. Like she. She makes a lot of decisions herself. Yeah, she is very she autonomous. Is like pushy she has a lot of agency in the film. Yeah, like, she has, she has a lot, lot of agency. agency She's not just some person who's being manipulated by, and in some ways you can see her using him uh, a little bit, but then like the way it goes and you see his intentions and everything, it's very sick. It's very, it's, it's very, very hard to watch. Do you think there's something to be said though, if you're like making a film about an older guy, what age is this guy? He's probably like 45 or something. Yeah, something like that. About like how like older guys groom young women and then in doing so shoot like scenes of them kissing and stuff and to shoot that you actually have to get like an old guy smooching a like 20 year old is that not in itself you're just kind of doing that again no because it's i mean there are actors and they're playing a role in in a film which is but how do we know how do we know the male actor isn't like yes he just has to promise he doesn't like it well no i don't think I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand what you're. Let's say you're. you're are you saying like you're? I mean, this is a bigger question. You're saying like whenever anyone plays any role within a film, let's say they're like they have to punch someone in the role. You have to. You you you're worried that they might enjoy that. If you're making an ad about, if you're making a movie about grooming, and you're yeah. like, oh, the f- fifty-year-old man and a, and an eighteen-year-old, yeah. and you make a film about a, a very. Mm. unacceptable relationship between two people with this big age gap and in mm. doing so you shoot loads of scenes of them making out how do you know that the actor the man playing the actor in question isn't himself a pervert well uh, well I mean uh, I guess you, you go through I mean film sets he does like guard no, film screening. sets have these uh, you know well you'd like to think but uh, like re- in recent years they do have um, people who look after this kind of stuff and like consent officers and all this kind of thing and they've done a remarkably good job historically haven't they well no they haven't but (laughs) i'm just saying i I mean i don't know it's what do you want me are you trying to say that your man simon rex is a pervert and that they yes (laughs) that like uh i think you know that they it's better that they make a film about this kind of thing and they're choosing an actor who's who's like decided to do this role and uh and like, if they, how would they? How else do they shoot? How it? do we know we haven't? Like, she hasn't chosen this role because she felt like it would advance her career somehow, and she felt how do like we know she had any, to. You're just bringing. You're just supposing here. You're land, living in the land of supposition. As it's my free, as is my right to do. Why don't we look at any interview with with your one? And I'd say she'd say it was, it was great <laughs> working with. Uh, I mean, we don't. I can make stuff up. Like, okay. You're making stuff up. You're living in the voodoo land. Voodoo Vado, it's a hoodoo. You sound like you're taking quite a pro pervert stance here. I am. You're, you're actually forcing <laughs> me to take a pro pervert stance. No, I don't, I don't, think I don't that's actually fair. think that. But I just think it, you know, it's an interesting thought experiment to think. You know, it's like they often say, like films about exploitation are they sometimes exploitation in themselves? Expo- yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and no, I didn't really think that about this film. I was just kind of, I was just kind of having a bit of fun with you. Yeah. You're ma- you you successfully made me pro pervert, which I don't want, ever want to be. Mm. Uh, I think it's good to ask that question, especially if you're dealing with these kind of sensitive topics. I think that they're I think that they're uh, they're things that uh, ma- male filmmakers really like to use uh, things like you know rape and grooming and stuff. They like to use it a lot, and it's often very gratuitous, and it's not done right. Well, and uh, I thought this was a film. I mean, in my opinion, that w- explored it in an interesting way. Um, yeah well it's like, I, like I'm, I'm thinking now about in remember in um, <laughs> to grow really like off topic okay uh, I remember in Cape Fear where there's a scene where Robert Denaro is making out with uh, Juliette <laughs> Lewis 
Yeah. She's like 16 and he's like 40. I'm like, why did they... Sh- like, they actually shot this. That's bad. Yeah. Or like, there's a bit in... Taxi Driver. Is there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, he doesn't That's... smooch or anything. But she's dressed up in pretty That's bad pretty clothes. Pretty bad. Taxi Driver's pretty bad. Um, And then, what's the other one? Um, Mid-90s. A different example, but the... The kid in that film's like twelve, and he's like making out with like that girl who's like nineteen. What what film? Mid nineties, the Jonah Hill film. Oh, sorry. I remember seeing that. I mean, like, what the fuck? And I know it's just a comment and kind did of like see, a biographical um, thing, but I'm like, you can't do this. Can did you? you watch uh, the 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 new Paul Thomas Anderson Licorice Pizza? I heard lots of comments about that too. Let's let's watch that one, and then we we can maybe further the topic. But I feel like we we have. Uh, We've spent a lot of time talking about... I feel like you're kind of itchy to get away from this. I am, I am. I think it's... I'm not sure it's like uh, the lighthearted stuff that we tend to go for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair. Just for the record, I don't really have any opinion on this either way, but it's just, Mm. you know, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, it is. What are we talking about? What film? The next film. (laughs) Red Rocket. Oh, yeah, back to Red Rocket. Yeah, that film was pretty good. It was a good film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think that kind of concludes all the the present, current films, bar... Uh, the heat. one that don't bar the one that came out like 28 years ago <laughs> but the uh, we have uh, as you guys know a new segment on our show which is called classics corner and um we got a really good recommendation from someone on instagram i forgot their name and uh, they sent a little voice message which uh, had the uh, name of the film in it but unfortunately for some reason my uh, my app has stopped working and i can no longer play the voice message mm. and i couldn't find out what the uh film that they had recommended was so i decided to watch 12 angry men instead nice uh, nice choice one of the great classic uh uh films often cited as one of the best of all time um and yeah what one thing i did want to talk maybe as we before we talk about that film is the interesting list the martin scorsese list that oh, you scorsese have. yeah I, wh- martin scorsese sorry yeah there's Michael this Scors- martin right? martin scorsese martin what is his actual name Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Um, yeah, Martin Scorsese did a list of the top. Why are we talking about this? Because I think it's. I think it's probably where we'll take. Our oh, classes okay. From. Okay, yeah, fair. So it's kind of cool. Martin we'll Scorsese made some list content. for. Yeah, it's content. He made some list for some guy, uh, and it's like top fifty best uh, foreign language films ever or something. Mm. <laughs> this isn't on that list, but. Uh, Is it not? No, oh, it's okay, only it's okay. only foreign films. But anyway. I've been watching a few films, but you can expect to hear a couple of them in the classics corner. But uh, the film we're talking about right now isn't on that list, but we shall proceed regardless. Hey, for this episode's classic corner, I watched the film 12 Angry Men. Uh, Often at the top of some of the best film. Oh my God, the music is so loud. Okay. I... uh... It's often at the top of like Sight and Sound's best films ever, and you know, all those lists. Uh, it's, I mean, I think everyone probably knows about it, but it's the plot is uh, it's 12 jurors trying to decide on whether someone is guilty or not guilty. Uh, the evidence seems to suggest he is, and it's some young kid. Uh, it's all filmed in the same room, uh, and it's only like an hour and a half long. Um, it's just 12 actors. I think Henry Fonda is the only one I recognize, but. Um, it's just all these guys and they're kind of shouting at each other for the whole movie. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Everyone should watch it. Uh, you know, you kind of have a, it's like kind of predictable, but in a really nice way, you know what way it's going. It's that old style of acting before kind of, uh, 
you know, before that whole Stanislavski method where people are real method acty, like people are doing real good, like, hey, he's guilty. He's that boy should go to jail. That kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh like, you know, that kind of old style acting is really fun to watch. Um, but overall, just very entertaining, really tight, great camera angles, really good idea, really good concept. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's not a classic for nothing. It's not a classic for nothing. It's a classic because it's brilliant. And uh, I couldn't, I, there wasn't a moment, I like, you know, when you, you have your phone beside you when you watch a film and mm. you're kind of like peeking at it, didn't need, it, it was constantly new things happening and great talking great acting Rest. it was brilliant yeah. loved it um had you never seen it before no i'd never seen it That's no mad. yeah 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 it was it, i'm trying to go through all the ones that i haven't seen um like the, you know those ones that you should have seen but you haven't yeah yeah uh, so that's kind of what i'm going to use classics corner for i love uh, it but and maybe you could watch it with us but that was 12 angry men uh, absolutely loved it is is the guy guilty in the end or not well they don't they they make uh they make that decision but obviously i'm not going to say uh, I don't want to spoil them. That is what sixty years old. You can spoil those films. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think I want it because I think that people listening will. Do you? You've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, I can't remember. You can't remember. <laughs> then we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it open. Let's just say, humanity wins. Okay. Um, isn't it something like they they make the like the room progressively gets smaller and smaller as the film goes on? Apparently, that's a thing. Is that what they did? In the... uh, yeah, apparently oh. so. And you don't really notice, but it just makes it cause as 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 the the discussion gets more intense and everyone gets more riled up. The film physically, mm. or the room is physically decreasing in size. I watched a lot of like uh, YouTube uh, essays about it afterwards because I loved it. And I think it's like mm. a lot of it is about morality and humanity and like, you know, the, like the justice system and like these kind of things that we have uh, in common with man and stuff. There's like, it's quite a lot of philosophy in it, but it's actually just an entertaining film as well. Mm. You know, it- uh, like it has the tension because at the very start, you're like this kid if said to be guilty is going to be killed and mm. it's a kid like it's a boy basically yeah yeah and um, so you're you're like the whole time you have that there and 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 then henry fonda has these big big sad eyes mm. um, so. yeah all sad eyes he's yeah. calling back in the day <laughs> the uh the it's it's good as well because it's like it's all set in one room like famously mm. but it doesn't you don't get sick of it no and that's i i watched a film actually off martin scorsese's mm. um list called death by hanging which as you can imagine is have yeah. you heard of that yeah, yeah yeah and that's all set in one room too yeah and i i had to turn it off because really? it was all in one room and after like an hour and 10 minutes i was like fuck me there wasn't enough happening in the room and i was like okay. i need to get out of this fucking room you i think you can only do it when there's like at least 12 people in the room yeah <laughs> a minimum 12 and like in terms of demeanor they need to be angry and if yeah. they're because like, they shot it a bunch gender, of times i would say men yeah um, they, and they had to like didn't they, they shot um 12 angry men like a few different times with like different increments of yeah. men like yeah four six eight and then they got to 12 and they yeah. were like That's and they the did 14 man. and they're yeah. too much it was it was a free-for-all yeah it's um, totally nuts <laughs> they're never going to decide anything yeah <laughs> uh, that's good I like that classic corner is that our first classic corner no we did uh, send a music last week oh so we did yeah I like saying last week when it was actually three weeks ago the reason we were a little late on this one was because Mark uh, got struck down by fake COVID by fake COVID the and second now, time as you can hear at the start of this podcast he has real COVID no he doesn't <laughs> no he doesn't okay yeah just for the record um, um, no I got I've, I've been had the flu for like th- three consecutive months well no the first one was yeah. actually COVID and then it was flu flu 
Anna's thought she's had COVID now, maybe nearly every weekend for the it's, last... Everyone's it's, sick. I keep saying... Yeah. I think it's a good joke. Uh, mm-hmm. I keep saying we're all like toddlers going off to play school again. <laughs> well, uh, Do you like that? Yeah. Knits. Something about knits. I could get knits in there. My need to, I, I need to stock up on my tea tree oil. I don't get that one. Tea tree oil is how you get rid of knits. I never got knits. I'm not a scumbag. I, I got <laughs> knits, but they would send the letter home. Never got them. Never even came close to getting them. Man, I was a nits kid. Like, I, yeah, I, I was scratching my head. Like, <laughs> I bet you were. I was a nits kid. I'd say you're infested with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say when mums were like ushering their kids out the door, they'd whisper to them, like, don't be playing with Killian's underwear. Don't get anywhere close to Killian. Don't be playing with stink- <laughs> Killian's stinky's underwear. <laughs> would, the, would the house under Mom, my house? smells like poo. <laughs> would, <laughs> would, would, would parents ever get nits off their kids? I'd say so, yeah. yeah. You never hear that happening. It's just kids are like, like, you know, just rubbing each other and messing and mm. getting into piles and snots and stuff. And that'd be funny. Like it'd be funny if like rubbing their heads someone's like other. parents, like mum worked in a in like a real big fancy office and accidentally like gave knits to all her coworkers that she got off her kids. <laughs> <laughs> getting knits as an adult would be pretty embarrassing. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a. Yeah, I'm glad I never had them. I think it's it's a real sign of character. People who had knits versus people who didn't. <laughs> I'd say you always had like yogurt all over your top, did you? <laughs> My mum said as a kid she couldn't get me to eat anything unless she poured like a thing of yaple on top of it. <laughs> I would only eat it then. <laughs> so yeah, I was a yogurt kid. Like yogurt all over your PE <laughs> uniform that you wore every day. <laughs> No, no, I wasn't. The, I wasn't the way. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was cleaned and I was at a bath every night. Prim and proper. Yeah, I was a prim and proper, well shaped little boy. <laughs> well shaven little boy. <laughs> the um, anyway. I, I definitely think. That, yeah, when we're talking about the shape of me as a boy, that means the podcast is over. The podcast is over, or it's just begun. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. Should we mention the other podcast we did, or no? No, no. Uh, we we'll talk about that when it comes out. Um, okay. Which I don't think Never mind. Never but, uh, mind. Yeah, I mean, that is to say, me and Mark are available for appearances, guest appearances, anything on other, on other podcasts. Literally, invite us yeah. to parties. Uh, yeah, but I'm off the drink at the moment, so um, as of two days, mm, so actually, don't invite us to parties. We won't go. Yeah, invite us <laughs> to other stuff. But you know what? You can invite us to your social media life, uh, which is where you can follow us on MK Ultrafilm at MK Ultrafilm on Instagram. Yeah, and if you're an influencer. But maybe like eighty thousand followers yeah. more. Share it, share it loads. Yeah. And if your name's Killian or whatever, you describe me as an influencer. That's what you are. That's not really fair, is it? What is it? I'm what a comedian. I have, Fuck. I have I'm a sorry. public profile. I, I mean, it's just a word. It's just a word. It doesn't yeah, have any not, meaning. I mean, anymore. yeah, but it, it's a word that has bad connotation to it. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is, that, a, is that like a slur? It's like calling someone a hipster or something. You don't. I don't like hearing it. Okay. What am I then? Well, imagine I called you a, a business accounts executive instead of an accounts business executive. I'd say you're damn right. <laughs> I'd say call, call me what you want. Call me what you want as long as we close this deal. Okay. Close the deal. All right. The podcast is over. Feeling dank. Cheers. Cheers.